Uh, so we just want to get started as we look into a Christmas series. You can turn, if you have your physical Bibles with you or your Bible apps, or you can go into the, uh, the Bible app events. Um, and again, maybe it's time to, to explain that to you guys again as well. You can go, if you, have your, if you have a Bible app, you know, the Bible app may look something, if you could see, I know it's hard, may look like something like this. The, there's a more button or the cheeseburger. It's like three lines. If you click on the, if you click on the more button, it will give, it'll bring you to the uh, uh, list where you can see events. If you click on events, our church will pop up in the events section. You can track along with us uh, through the Bible app. So what you'll see in here will be what's on the screen behind me, but it allows you to put notes into some of the points put notes into the scriptures, allow you to save them. And uh, something we're introducing with our services following is at the end of our slides up here, but also our slides on the, um, on the Bible app, there will be some uh, discussion questions or just some, some points going deeper, going further into the message that you are, are you able to take home with you throughout the week. So this, with this, you are able to save it. You'll see a save button up here. If you save the script from the Bible app, you'll be able to save it and reference it later on in the week. If you don't do that, it disappears and it's gone. You'll, you won't get it again. So just, uh, just to give you a little update and just a refresher reminder about that. So God with us. So we are, we are starting a Christmas series, and we're going to be looking at so, some individuals each week and how uh, the events uh, of the Christmas story, how it affected them, and how, what we can learn from those, those, uh, the reactions, the responses, and how God works and moves in our lives. And so we look at God with us. God is with us in, 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 in every moment of our, of our lives. Today, we're going to be looking at a particular uh, season that we face, a season that we're all in today, together in different ways, God is with us in the valley. So we, we think about Christmas, and Christmas is an exciting season. We love the, the lights. We love the, 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 well, a lot of people love the music. I'm not sure everybody does. But you get the Christmas music, the, 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 the family times, the connections. Christmas is just, it's a wonderful season to celebrate, and it's a wonderful season to, to partake in. And uh, I don't know if any of you's ventured out into the reverse parade in town. We did. <laughs> and let's just say, I think we waited about an hour and 20 minutes to, to get up to the parade. And, um, you know, it's something, <laughs> the boys were sitting back and you could just hear every once in a while, Elliot. Oh. Oh. So bored. It was a little long to wait, but we did it. Something we can say. It. Yes, we were a part of the crew. We were part of the, 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 it was organized well, I think, you know, and it was, it was well done and, and they got to see their Disney, favorite Disney characters, but we had fun with it. But that's that kind of stuff, right? There's the lights uh, down at the parks. Uh, we get to go walk around and enjoy the lights. You get to have, uh, you know, Christmas uh, gatherings and stuff. And as much as there's, there's these excitements, uh, there's also uh, moments that 
that may not bring joyful times with Christmas. Uh, like right now, we're in a season where a lot of that freedom to have the gatherings and stuff is being threatened. And um, now, you know, lower numbers and how many people you can gather with uh, at Christmas time. And so that brings a bit of a damper. And then there's just your natural Scrooges and Grinches out there who just don't like the season. And uh, you have a couple of those, but then there's also some who this actually Christmas time brings back bad memories. And it's actually not a joyful time because it reminds them of what maybe they've lost. Maybe they lost a family member. Maybe they've lost a job or or, um, in, in risk of losing a home. And so it's like what should have been joyful for them is no longer joyful. But I, I look at uh, Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10, and um, I see what, you know, as he says, do not be afraid, for I am with you. Do not be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. And there's an encouraging word for us uh, as we look at what life is like in the valley. Because here's, what, here's one thing that we experience is throughout the Bible, we see many times how this rings true, how God was with his people. God was with his people in different um, stages of their lives, and he was with you know, people like Adam and Eve and, and, and Noah and Abraham and uh, Isaac and Jacob and, and Joseph and, and Moses and, and, and so on and so forth, and he was with his people through, throughout their lives. The same is true about God today. God is with us. He is, he is with us in, in many moments. He's with us in the good moments, in what we will call the mountaintop moments of life, where we are, he is with us when life is going well, when we're, we're experiencing these exciting times. seems like nothing can go wrong. It seems like everything is going in our favor, and we're enjoying life. Uh, you think about the great times, the feelings that you get when you receive a promotion or receive a new job. Think about the time that you feel when you um, maybe you get a new car or, or, or buy a new house or, or parents when you are, become parents for the first time. Think about the joy. Yeah, you may be like filled with fear at first, like, oh my goodness, I'm going to be a parent. And you start to maybe get a little worried and uh, am I going to screw up this kid's life? But then you, you, you are overwhelmed with joy when you, when you receive that child, you hold that child for the first time, and the excitement that that brings. It's like, wow, this is, life is great. Life is, is, is wonderful. And uh, we experience these larger-than-life moments, and um, we thank God, we praise God, we give Him the glory. And, and, and when we look at the, the, the individual we're going to look at today is Joseph, and how Joseph is about ready to, he's getting ready for what's an exciting moment in, in, in anyone's life when they're getting ready to, to get married. And he's pledged to be married to, to, to Mary. And, and so here's, here's this, this exciting moment in his life. As we look at Matthew uh, chapter 1, verse 18, it says, This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. So here we are. It's like, yes, it's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm getting I'm, I'm getting ready. I don't know how many of you remember what that moment was like when you were about to get engaged or you got engaged. Yeah, yeah. It, there's a few. Yeah, there's some hands out there. You, it was exciting. I remember when when uh, I proposed to Nancy. Is we were. Uh, I don't know if anyone remembers Annabelle's Tea House out in Kingsville, 
and we, we went out to Annabelle's, and it was when they were still serving, uh, do, doing dinners on the weekends, and we went out there. It was uh, just right around the time that, it was in November, it was around the time that Kingsville uh, had their lights in the park, so we were going to have dinner, and then I was going to propose at the park. Well, then I was like getting flustered, and I was like, oh, you know, I'm just going to do it now. I'm just going to do it here at d- dessert. So, so we, we're sitting there having dinner, and so then I kind of sitting, we're not sitting across from each other, we're sitting like next to each other at a round table, and I, I, I'm trying to build up the courage to, to propose, and you know, usually you get, on, you get on the one knee, and you get ready to propose, well, I was like, okay, I'm going to get on the one knee, but it was tight in that dining room. Again, if you've been there, you know how tight it is. And so I'm like, okay, I can't really move, there's like a couple here, and I'm just like, okay, how do I, how do, I do this? So I'm like awkwardly squatting, like I'm not quite sitting, and I, I, I'm not kneeling either, and then I just kind of like, how do I say this? And I'm like, like try not to see dinner again, and, and quickly just blurt it out, and, and well, thankfully she said yes, and yeah, <laughs> it was very, it was a very, but it, it was exciting, it was like, okay, oh, that, that's done. Then we were able to enjoy the walk at the, uh, at the park and see the lights, and what an exciting time. And, but again, I remember the feelings, the excitement that you, you receive. And, and here's Joseph, and he's getting ready to, um, to, to get married. Now, engagements, though, for, in the biblical times were different. And it, it, was, it didn't, wasn't kind of the same as it is for us today, whereas like the engagements, it was a legal binding um, uh, a moment for them. Where for us, there, when you get engaged... There's, there's no legal binding um, application yet. So like if, if, the, if the engagement goes wrong, if the relationship goes wrong and you go to split up, well, you're gonna, it's going to be painful and heartbreaking. You're going to have to make a lot of phone calls and cancel a lot of things and you might lose some money, but you're not legally bound to each other. Um, but in the biblical days, there was, so it was, it was difficult if something, if, if you had to, to break off for whatever reason and Joseph is now faced with this reason that he now has to break off this, this engagement. Um, they actually have to get a divorce. It's, it's, it's a little more legally binding. And uh, in Matthew 18 continues, as we see, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a, a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom he was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. So now, Joseph is, he, he, he's now gone from this mountaintop experience to be knocked off and rolled into the valley. So now he's thinking, okay, what should have been great, what should have been, we, he thought was going to be a great time, is now a, a, a place of tension, a place of discouragement, maybe anger, maybe frustration, like this woman who I was engaged to be married with and is now pregnant, probably some other, some other guy's baby, I don't understand what's happening here. But because he was righteous, he's like, I'm, I'm not going to disgrace her because things would have gone really bad for Mary had it become public. And so, so he didn't want that. So now he's facing this valley moment where he's just, he's, he's rocked and he's, he's you know, f- facing this difficult time. And we face difficult seasons in our lives. We're all currently in a difficult season right now, aren't we? 
But then a lot of us all have different things that are going on in this season. Like put COVID aside for a second, because we can all agree that's a difficult season for all of us. And we're all handling it in different ways. But then a lot of us are facing different things. Um, maybe it's because of COVID. Maybe it's before COVID. Maybe it's a, a health-related issue. Maybe it's a financial issue. Maybe it's a relational issue. Um, you know, maybe it's an educational issue. Uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's work-related. We could face difficult seasons where we, 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 what would have been or what was at one point a mountaintop experience has now become a valley experience. You're thinking about relationships that are no longer there because maybe of, of a passing away. Uh, you're thinking about a job that you had that one time was secure is now rocky. Um, you know, maybe you had... Uh, uh, Edu- your education, maybe you're at risk of losing a, uh, a degree or, or, or failing in a semester. Uh, maybe you've lost a child or, 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 or anything like that, and, and you, 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 you face these, these difficult decisions. And, you know, it, it hurts. It's painful. It's a painful moment. Through, throughout these, these moments where, where, when we're in the valley, that we all handle them, and they all look different to us. And we, if we look at Scripture, we see that valleys represent different things. And very often, you'll see uh, difficulty, pain, and, and struggle in the valleys. Valleys are places usually where battles would be taken. Um, valleys could also represent times of loneliness, where David experienced these types of valleys. He experienced battles. In, in the valley and, and moments of loneliness. When David was uh, experienced his mountaintop, he had Samuel come and say, you know, the God, God has anointed you to be the king of Israel. And, and following that, he, he ends up doing what no other man in Israel was able to do, and that was defeat Goliath. And so he's experiencing these, these moments that God is working through him. God has blessed him. He's getting to know God, and he's He's experiencing a mountaintop, and then all of a sudden, Saul is threatened by David and now hunts him down, chases him, and now he's experiencing, as he flees from Saul, he's experiencing loneliness in, in the valleys, and he's experiencing this difficult uh, moment. They, uh, valleys represent these, these times, but they could also be a time of growth where we can meet God and be met by God. And that's one thing we can focus on, and as we're going to look at this morning, is that we may enjoy God in the mountaintops, but we get to know Him intimately in the valleys. We may enjoy God on the mountaintops, but we get to know Him intimately in the valleys. And we're going to look at the examples of this uh, as we see Joseph. He's now at this valley point of his life. That he, is going, that he couldn't go through with this, this marriage, that he's decided he's going to uh, divorce Mary and, you know, sign the papers, get the judge to, 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 okay, yep, good, now you're legally divorced and you guys can go on your merry ways separately. Again, because of his righteousness, he doesn't want to disgrace her, so he, he decides he's, he's going to make this difficult decision, do it secretly. Again, we talk about valleys being dangerous. They are dangerous places. Not only are they places of loneliness, are they places of, uh, the, where battles have taken place, valleys are also <clears throat> filled with dangerous wildlife. People will, were known of getting um, beaten and attacked and, um, on their travels through the valleys. 
Uh, valleys were also places where uh, when storms would come in, they were, they were prone to being flooded and, and you were being uh, in danger of being washed away and drowning in the valleys because of this. They were very dangerous dangerous places to be in. It was hard to get through them without being unscathed. And so the psalmists talk about uh, strength in, in, in these times because in valley moments, we need strength. And, and, he, and he talks about in, in Psalms 85, uh, what joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord, who have set their minds in pilgrimage on Jerusalem. Now, we're going to look at this verse, and, and some of our points are going to be pulled from here because there's some really good truths that we will learn and, and, and can apply to our lives. Um, but one thing we need to understand about the truth of the valley is that the valley isn't our destination. It's simply a pathway. The valley is not our destination, it is a pathway. And when it comes to going through the valleys, we need to do three things, and one of them is seek his strength. We need to seek his strength in the valleys. Now, I have limitations, and you know, you look at me, I'm not a very big guy, okay? And I learned this really quickly when I worked at Home Depot. I, uh, when I was, uh, I was uh, spring of 2013, it was before I entered into full-time ministry, I worked as a delivery coordinator at Home Depot, and I was, I was uh, uh, at the one on Tecumseh Road, and I, my shift started at 5 a.m. So think springtime. What do people usually do at springtime? They start decks. They start fences and all this stuff. So one of the, one of the, the delivery co- uh, orders that I had to fulfill at 5 o'clock in the morning was a deck. I, 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 I believe this deck was probably like the size of this sanctuary, just budge, judging by the looks of the material there. One of the items I had to, to, to get was uh, 2 by 12 by 12 pressure-treated boards. Now, those of you who may know what those are like, they're 12-inch boards by 12 feet long, Okay. Now, a regular wood board, untreated board, is, is heavy, but it's manageable. Pressure treat, now they're like double, triple the weight uh, of the original board. So I have to not just get one or two of these things, but there is 20 on this order. And the way Home Depot liked it, I think they did this on purpose. I think they enjoyed laughing at us because not only were these the heaviest pressure treated boards to get they weren't no they weren't at the lowest level no they weren't at the 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 third the second level they were at the top level of the shelves or of the the racks for the lumber so here you're looking at it you're like i have to get these boards by myself and uh you know the first one or two were okay by the time i was done i was ready to just roll over and die I had no strength left. Now, thankfully, someone came after the probably sixth or seventh board, and they realized how much I was actually struggling with these boards. They, they came and helped, but I was exhausted. And by 5.45, I was spent, and I still had another seven and a quarter hours to go. And so we, we have our limitations we have moments where, where, where we're physically spent. And in those valley moments, sometimes they, it sucks the energy right out of us. It sucks the strength out of us. And we, 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 we struggle and we have a hard time going through them. And, and David, David wrote about the valley as uh, the uh, famous psalm, Psalm 23, 
where he, um, oh, there it was. He says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And, and, and we, we, we look back to Psalm 85 as well. And the, the writer doesn't say what joy for those whose strength comes from their own power. Um, one of the big problems is that we try to do things on our own power on a regular basis. I could do it. I could do it without anyone. I can do it without God's help. I could do it without uh, ad, uh, advice or with assistance. And the truth is, we can't. The truth is, we do have our limits, and we do wear out. We do burn out, and and we were not we were not designed to do things on our own. We were not designed to be completely independent of God or of other people. We were designed to, to, to depend on, on him and to be in interaction with other people. And so if we're in the middle of a valley right now, we have access to real present power. We do. And, and, and and God is readily available, and he is there for us, and he's ready to assist us when we need the strength, when we're depleted, when we're, when we're burnt out and, and have had enough. He gives us the strength. He provides us the strength that we need. And when we do that, we, we, we not only need to rely and seek his strength, but we need to set our mind um, on him and, and set our mind on, in, in, um, in these circumstances, my question for you is, where have you set your mind in the valley right now? Where is your mind currently in, in the state that we're at, in the state that you may be personally at right now? When you're in the valley, you can get caught up in the struggles. You can get caught up in the pain. You can get caught up in the storms. And when we do that, we lose sight of God um, and we lose sight of what he's trying to say to us and what, where he's trying to bring us. When we focus and set our minds on, on the circumstances, we get lost. And when we, uh, we get lost on the, on the, on the destination. In, in uh, Colossians 3, uh, verse 2, uh, Paul says, Set your mind on earthly things above, or on things above, not on earthly things. So set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. This, this Christmas season, this current Christmas season right now, I have to ask you this. Where... Where have you set your minds? Where are your minds set right now? Are you being overwhelmed right now with the fact that you may not be able to celebrate Christmas the way you usually do? I'll tell you, sometimes I struggle with it. If I could be bare and honest with you, I sometimes struggle with that because I love family and I love getting together with people and I love Christmas. And so the fact that that is being threatened, I, I, I kind of have a, a hard time with it. But we, we have to ask ourselves, where are we setting our minds? Because if we're setting our minds on that, on what we may lose, we, we, we actually, the, the, the loss of the way we celebrate Christmas is nowhere near as big as what we lose when we take our focus off of God. And so where are our minds right now? Are you focused? Are you set on, uh, on, on the issue of the virus? Are you set on on what physically may be happening in your body? Are you, is your mind set on your financial situation that may not be uh, so good? Are you, are you set on, on, on health of a family member or, or mourning, still mourning the loss of a loved one, whether it was just a recent loss or a loss that happened a couple years ago or, or more? Are you still dwelling and setting your mind on those things? 
You know, because when you do, when you start setting, it, it will consume you. It will overtake you. I've had enough. I can't do this anymore. You know, I, I'm exhausted. I'm overwhelmed. I just don't have what it takes to get through. And, and, and the truth is, when we start to do that, we, we, we take, our, we, we take our, our, our minds and our, our focus off of the source of strength. We take our mind and focus off the source of life. And when we focus on this stuff, then we are no longer being fulfilled and, and energized and strengthened anymore because we've just completely forgotten about God and what he's doing. So set your mind on him. Set your mind on those uh, on, on, on him and not the current circumstances that the valley may be bringing you right now. Um, you know, I, I look, you look at Joseph, and, and though Joseph was a, a, a righteous man, he had now set his mind on the circumstance he's in. He's now focused on, okay, I can't go through with this anymore. I can't. She's pregnant with someone else's child, and so I'm getting a divorce. And so he's set, and he's, he's, he's focused on this and this alone. And, um, you know, your, your, your circumstances, you know, may be, may be in the valley. So his, his circumstances were in the valley. Your circumstances may in the valley. But guess what? Your mind doesn't have to be. So we may be physically in the valley, but our mind doesn't have to be stuck there with us. Our mind can be fixed on the Lord. And this is what, and this is what happens with, with, uh, with Joseph as he... As he he goes from a shift from focusing on the circumstances that he's in to something bigger. And so, so, so God ends up meeting Joseph in the valley. He meets him where he's at. And, uh, and, and we see in verses 20 to 23, we read some of this this morning as we, as we got uh, started with our service. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. God is with us, folks. God is in, in, in has many ways of speaking to us when we're in certain circumstances. And here he's he spoke to Joseph in a dream, and, and Joseph's mind was fixed on the circumstances, but God met him in the valley. He met him in the valley, and we get to know him intimately in those valleys. We get to know him intimately there. And here's what I hope we'll, we'll all understand, is that, is that God never promised that we won't experience a valley, but God promised that we'll never experience a valley alone. God is with us today. He is with us tomorrow. And he is with us until we die. God is with us in these experiences. Yes, like he's, he's there for us. He loves us. See, we go through the valleys, they're, they're, they're not a destination, they're a pathway. And so when we seek his strength, we set our mind on God, um, we also need to place our trust in him. We need to place our trust in him. See, after Joseph, 
had this, this wonderful encounter with God and met with him, his perspectives changed. The circumstances didn't change, but his perspective did. And so now, instead of dwelling on this, on this negative circumstance, he takes it and he trusts in God and he trusts that God will see him through it and that God will use it for his good and his glory. So what did he end up doing? When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. He took Mary as his wife. He trusted in God. And when the, and when, when the baby was born, what did he do? He named him Jesus. He did what, he, he trusted that God was going to see him through it. He trusted that God was going to make a way. And, and he trusted that God was going to break through the valley and, 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 and was going to meet them. And he got to know God intimately in that moment. See, we never have to go through the valleys alone. Joseph wasn't alone. So we, may, we may, engo, uh, may enjoy God on the mountaintops where we get to know him intimately in the valleys. He reveals himself to us. He reveals his character um, uh, to us. He, he, when, when we have no strength, when our strength is de- depleted, he provides us strength. When we're, when we're in the darkness, he provides the light. When we're, when we're exhausted, when we, we, we feel like we have nothing left to give, he gives us new life. He gives us strength. He gives us courage to go through those moments. He helps us. He, he, he guides us along the way. When you feel weak and you feel like you have nothing left in your tank, in the middle of your weakness, God is your strength. When, when you're in the darkness, God is your light to see you through it. When, when everything, is, when, when, when the clouds and the storms, and we'll talk about storms in a couple of weeks, when, when all that uh, comes in and removes all visibility, guess what? He's that light guiding you through it. He is that light guiding you through. He is with us. So as we, as we close, I want us to think about a couple things. So the God... The same God who, who is, is good to us on the mountaintops is good to us in the valley as well. The circumstances aren't good. They're terrible. But God isn't. God is good. When you see seasons and when you're in seasons of trouble, God is your joy. When you're in the middle of pain, God is your comforter. That is who our God is. We pass through the valley. We don't stay in the valley. Don't stay in the valley. It's not your destination it's only a pathway. God will see you through it. So I want us to read this verse, and then, uh, and then we're going to close. But I want us to look at Psalm 139 today. Oh, and, and Isaiah 40, because we look at it. He says, he gives us power to the weak, and he gives strength to the powerless, but he, he is also with us where we go. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, every, uh, uh, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. God is with you. So as we close, I want to ask you a couple things. I want us to think about a couple things. How, are you, how could you draw near to him during this season? 
How can you draw near to him during this season that you're in? Again, maybe your only challenge that you're facing right now is COVID. Maybe you're facing other challenges on top of that. How can you draw near to him? When was the last time you slowed down and pursued God and pursued his presence in a moment? Because he wants us to pursue him. He wants us to draw near. Be encouraged by doing that today. So close your eyes right now as we pray. Think about how you could, how you could draw near more often. Because understand, what you think about matters. What you think about matters. What is some thinking that you need to change? Maybe your thinking is in the dumps. And God's saying, I need you to change that. I need you to, I need you to get your mind out of, the, out of the depths. I need to get your mind out of the darkness. You need to start focusing on some other things. So Lord God, I pray that as we get ready to leave today, that we can be encouraged, that we can be that we can understand, Lord God, that, that, that even though our circumstances may be dire, we can get to know you intimately in those moments, that you, that you have a desire to, to, to draw close to us, that you have a desire for us to draw close to you, Lord God, that you want us to transform the way we think, that you want us to think about other things, that you don't want us to focus on what are our, 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 the negative circumstances that we have, Lord God, because they're only temporary. They're only temporary. So Lord God, help us break through. So for some of us, this is, this is just habitual thinking. For some of us, we, this is how we've always thought. We've always gone to the negative first. We've always gone to, to, to what could have been and why is this and why is that happening. But Lord God, you want us to go past that and understand that you are in control. So God, I pray that this Christmas season, we can look at Joseph and we can be encouraged by him. We can be encouraged by his, his reaction. We can be encouraged by his, his faith. We can be encouraged by his trusting in you, Lord God. That though he was in the valley, he sought your strength. Lord God, he put his trust in you. And he set his mind to you, Lord God. And you met him there. I pray you will do the same for us today. In Jesus' precious name, amen.